What's up, flooring pros? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every week, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central, to discuss maintaining Ford progress in your flooring career. This week with me, as always, Mr. Daniel and Jose Gonzalez out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's up? What's up, guys? What's up? Um, so we got... Uh, Another individual going to be joining us, and uh, we'll we'll see when he chimes in here. But this week's um, huddle is really about the stress level that many installers uh, have to go through. Whether it's you know stress on finances, stress on project completion is a big one. Like getting work, getting your work done. Um, how you deal with that stress, how you deal with, you know, I think it's, you know, how do you deal with complicated people on job sites like other trades and and your general contractor or your builder? If you're working in homes, how do you deal with the homeowner and the stress level of that? <laughs> so any of these are going to, you know, put you in a state of possibly reacting in a manner that you do not want to react and so i think it's cool to kind of discuss this what what do you guys do when you're when you're kind of fighting against you know sorry i'm getting some feedback yeah i know it's my fault oh no problem i'm, I'm sharing <laughs> i'm sharing it on my phone because it's easier than doing it on the computer and then Sometimes the audio just likes to play for no reason. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. I, I, was, gotcha. I was trying to listen to both conversations. I was confused. So, you know, when you're dealing with these things, one of the things that I would like to ask you guys is what's your stress management mechanism? Now, I know that sounds fancy, but I mean, like, what do you do when when you have a, a builder or a uh, a general contractor or a homeowner that has maybe unrealistic expectations or maybe they you've made a promise it didn't quite come through you know how this stuff works right? yeah, yeah you think um, you're going to get done with the cafeteria by two o'clock on tuesday and you're not done until thursday you know different things get in the way but you know that stress can be um almost debilitating sometimes so what do you guys do about you know dealing with these stressors and kind of, you know, maybe moving forward because you guys have been successful. You've obviously done that and manage this in 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 a manner that, that keeps you up. What's up, Eduardo? Eduardo. Sorry, I interrupted your thought. Keep going. Okay, no, so fine. the question, and I'll I'll restate it so that you can chime in here too. We have many stressors as installation professionals out in the field and what do you do when what's your what's your way of dealing with really complicated people that like whether it's project schedule or you know something else many times you're you can be just a, um, a sounding board or or maybe not even that like a a, a, a one of them punch dummies uh, for a superintendent on a job site or something. So, you know, a lot of this is a day by day thing. How do you deal with it? 
and I'll go ahead and start with that because uh, that, that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very political about it. I'll just let everybody know that I'm gonna you know everyone's gonna approach this differently, right? But um, you know sometimes you got to be the one under the stress. Sometimes you got to be the mediator. Um, and it, I've um, I've been on both sides uh, probably more often than than not on both sides, and I think everybody has. But I guess it all depends on the situation, and I think uh, what's what's been nice for us and i'm pulling over here guys so that way i can concentrate on this and not worry about the traffic but um good idea understanding understanding your audience i guess so to speak right like uh is is one way that that i've always approached it. i've always tried to put myself in someone else's shoes and try to understand exactly what they're going through so that way i know how to react um because when i was younger i was very reactive to the situation instead of uh, being uh, proactive, I, I was very reactive. I waited till something went wrong and then I just reacted. Whether it was accordingly or not, it all depends on what side of the coin you're on. Um, but it, that comes with people skills. The, the longer you're in it, the more you're doing it, the more situations you become familiar with and you understand how to, I don't want to say weave your way in and out of it, but you start understanding people more and start understanding situations. Um, and you start putting yourself in a position you can read people more, but the stress part of it, when it gets put on you, you're going to be reactive or you're going to take a breath and say, okay, one step at a time, one one word at a time, one scenario at a time. And and, and I've, I've tried to do that for a very long time. Does it always work? Nope, not at all. Because they have something going on at home. I have something going on at home uh, or at work or on another job site. And it's hard to to create divide uh, through some of that. But I, I, this is a hard conversation to have because there there is no right and wrong answer, right? There is no uh, no exact path for anyone to say this yeah is how i mean I that's kind of the nature of having yeah. humans interacting with humans Man. there's not a a silver bullet to each one what's your what's your take uh eduardo and then we will jump over to to daniel okay so those who personally know me um i'm kind of stoic so like a lot of the time it looks like i'm in a good mood no matter what's going on uh i have that hakuna mentata mentality the uh it is what it is I can correct my mistakes, but I can't correct in action. So a lot of times just communication, like Jose said, and it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice because mm -hmm. I thought I had a problem, but it just turns out I had no social skills. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've been working on it. I've been tying adults and uh, that's, uh, that's, I've been improving a lot on it, but people love that when, you know, they don't just like, oh, thank God. People like it when you admit that you made a mistake and you're like, okay, I'm willing to correct yes. it. You know, and it's better that we take action now instead of, you know, avoiding it. People hate it when you avoid it and all of a sudden it pops up and it costs them a million dollars. So, yeah. you know, communication and practice. And accountability. You made a great point there, too. Like, if you hold yourself accountable, it makes it easier when it when, when you're the one bringing on the stress, right? And you're the, at the cause of it instead of stressing yourself out and saying, oh, I got to hurry up and fix this. I got to hide this or I can't say this holding yourself accountable and bringing it up to, to the front of the class, so to speak, uh, will help uh, bring solutions a lot quicker. Absolutely. Yeah, admitting fault a lot of times uh, is a really good way of 
disarming your the other person like how much do you want to beat me up right you got to go past just like the other like if you're dealing with a difficult uh foreman on a job site when you admit you're you made a mistake now where do we go from here it like this disarms the the conversation now they have to <laughs> want to be a real prick to just keep on harping on the problem and a lot of times the best response is like i get it man i have i've admitted i was supposed to be here saturday whatever the problem right but i was supposed to be here saturday things came up i let you know about it but at the end of the day we are where we're at what what do i need to do to to move this you know move this situation forward so that's a great great deal how about you daniel what's your input here communication with everything um like especially first starting out i would, you don't like to talk to people at least i didn't still kind of don't <laughs> like to talk to people but it comes with a you don't like talk to people when you're on a podcast every week whatever <laughs> i know right dude dude this is a real story let's listen to what he has to say so you just don't like talking to people and you just like try and tiptoe around things and then you know people get angry and it's just sometimes you're the person that's getting angry and it's just communicating this is the the way I feel this is what has to be done and and stuff like that it's a, a majority of the time the stresses that I'm thinking about on the job sites were you know scheduling and us getting in there and people being in the way and all this stuff right and the only way that they can know about you know the things that are going on is for us to be like hey you guys want us to do it like this. That's going to take twice as long. This is why, this is why I have to do it this way. And, you know, before I didn't approach it like that. I was just like, nope, I'm not doing it your way. This is the way I'm going to do it. Don't care. And, you know, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And then you get to a point, especially working with the same people over and over again. It's like, look, man, like if I don't get this area at the same time, it's not going to get done when you want it done. So just communication all around. So, you know, I heard communication, you know, you're dealing with people. So admitting mistakes. I also, there's an undertone of first principles here. So if you can just get it back to like, okay, here's why I need to do it because they always want to get their job done. And so you're you're taking it back to like, we can mull this over or fight about this, but what are we going to do from here to move it forward? Or in your in your example there, Daniel, when you're you're communicating with them and they may not like that that result, the end of the day, look, I'm just trying to get your job done in the most efficient manner and and make your client happy to make you happy with me. At the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to do here. So, because a lot of dealing with the the attitudes and 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 complicated people is about getting them. Always remember, this is what I always think of: is like, what do I want out of this situation? Like, that's not a selfish thing. What do I want out of this? I want to get the job done, or I want to get through this weekend. Whatever the the goal is, remember your goal. And always be aiming at that. And then manage your state. Manage your state is, I talked about this in a previous podcast, but one of my mentors, Ed Milet, talks about this a lot. 
when you're in a certain state, uh, mental state is what he's talking about. You're, you're angry or you're upset about something, or you've had a bad day and you're not necessarily angry, but you're depressed or whatever. We all have these human emotions managing those states. When you're in a complicated situation, the best way to do that is remember the goal of that conversation. If you're getting, yeah. if you're dealing with a, uh, you're behind, they're pressing you to work the weekend, but you don't want to work the weekend. Remember your goal. If it's to get the job done and you still think you can get it done without the weekend, then you, you, you can focus on the right um, piece of communication between you two, if that makes any sense. So you're not going down rabbit holes and getting, getting this, he said, she said, or, or pointing fingers thing. You're, you're just working on solutions. That's kind of the goal is when you're solutions. Yeah. When you're thinking of your, your, your goals, you're just thinking of how do I provide solutions to get through this situation? That's, that's what I think of a lot. Um, And of course, you know, your guys' comments are great. I mean, communication is key in that. I have one. Well, managing uh, the stress be- before it happens is that can help out too, right? Like uh, just understanding the process and understanding, like what Daniel said, the communication. If you're at the beginning of the project, beginning of anything, you're communicating up front. What you're doing is you're allevi- alleviating the potential stress that could happen. Now, some of it you have to adjust to on the fly. You got to adjust right away. Um, or, yeah, we call and, that and, expectation it, management. <laughs> Manage yeah. the expectations. Yeah, some of that you you're you're never going to be 100% stress free out of anything, right? Like it could be something super simple, but it causes stress on somebody. Um, mm-hmm. But but being at the forefront, being very honest and, and and saying this is the scenario, this is where I'm at. These are my steps through this uh, process, uh, and if something happens between one of those steps, it can throw me off and throw your schedule off, and 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 that does. Great communication up front uh, relieves a lot of stress on the back end. Yeah, what's your what's your thoughts there, Eduardo? So I I I went to uh, win win. I always think about that. Like that was the fundamentals that I'm thinking about when it comes to any kind of project. Like you were like, yeah, I'm gonna take the weekend off, and then the person's like, well, I'm gonna lose my job by Monday if it's not done. So like that's not a win win. But you know, maybe he can take you out to eat and you know buy you some tools or something, try and bribe you up. But a, a lot of my my perspective on it is it's just stress. Stress is good, but it it's just such a big causer of like health issues. Like there's like 70, 80 percent of health issues are caused by stress. So, you know, stress is worrying about what you cannot control at that moment or what you cannot change at that moment. So it's it's very important that you do manage it somehow because you don't want to end up getting sick. People who are stressed out a lot get sick a lot. You know, they get heart disease, especially us men. We end yep. up getting heart disease and <clears throat> strokes. And so I, you know, I'm not going to live forever, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Carry some uh, Tylenol for the headaches. Sorry. Mario, Mario Fernandez says, uh, there's never a problem, only a challenge. Well, you know, never, I think if, if we're managing it, if we're managing expectations correctly, like has kind of been a theme here. And then like Eduardo said, you know, the, Stress is, there's a reason it's called stress management. It's because it's always present. There's some level of it. You know, I adopted three kids not too long ago. That's plenty of stress to manage. You know what I mean? 
the 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 point here is that you do have to manage it and sometimes that's about expectation the other part is like you said coming coming across with solutions to the problem and i love the win win because like you said the store wants you to maybe the dealer you're working with or the contractor the flooring company you're working with wants you need you to work the weekend you don't want to that's not a win-win how do you create a win-win well multiple times i've you know given gift cards or uh enticed a subcontractor to work through the weekend to get something done um and then that seems to alleviate a little bit of stress if the if the reward's high enough a lot of sometimes the stress can go away so uh for flooring companies out there you know there's a lot of one thing i don't believe in is the office never working a weekend and then always requiring the field to work the weekends. Like yeah. that's not how we operate. I can tell you that. Like we have guys, you can go to my office any given weekend and catch two or three cars out there. Managers working the job with the crew, not on the job site, but getting them materials or making sure that they're taken care of or being there for when they have questions. There's just, you can't have that separation. I believe installers and office are equal from we're all human it's not like someone's above so i, I know you guys built the home. same way as well yeah i have a hard time going home um after I'm, I'm like my day is done when we have crews working nights and sometimes i end up staying in the office until 11 12 o'clock because i just i feel like i need to be at work too because we have guys out there right and, and i and, well, and the I have, guys the guy your guys will appreciate the fact that you are not just a do it you know, one of one of the things I don't I think they know that though. I don't think they know that, that that's what I do. So when they call me and I'm still at the office, I don't think they know that. I just I do that for me. Um, but they know. Yeah, I just that they, they over time they know. If you're consistent with it, they definitely know. I, I mean, there there's there's only so many times they can show up to the office to grab some material that they <laughs> forgot to pick up, and you're you happen to be there that you know. You know, you're, you're right. You're right. One, one other point. When you're managing stress, you're managing your state. That management, like Ed teaches to have a, a trigger to pull you out of that state and back into a positive state, because you always want to remember, what am I trying to get out of this conversation? You know what I mean? If you're in a complicated conversation with somebody, what do you what do you need out of it? And what do they want out of it? And if you can um, steer the conversation to where both people get what they want, maybe it's the GCs getting their job done and you don't, you compromise, say, look, well, I've got an installer. It's going to work the weekend uh, or Saturday, but they won't work Sunday, but we'll get to this point, And then by Tuesday, we'll be done with that area. You know, that's communication. You guys have talked about it the entire time. But not coming off as a put a um like you're trying to push them off or be a jerk, you're trying to help them through the situation and be a problem solver. That always comes off better as well. Yeah, and I, I agree with that 100 percent And I think that that's the difference between young Jose and older Jose. <laughs> well, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 
treating everything like a partnership, right? Because you, like we talked about before, you go in here and your partners, you're trying to, your both of your guys' goal is the same. It's to get the project done. And in order to do that, you got to talk through it and make sure that things are set up in a sequence, especially since they don't know your sequence. You have to communicate that to them so that way they can understand, all right, I didn't think about it like that. Let's kind of change gears. And it's been like that on, you know, a couple of these projects lately where the the GC will give me a call and be like, hey, I got these guys coming in here. And I'm like, yeah, but we're supposed to be there that day. And they're like, well, can't you just do this one area? And it's like, no, nah, man, I need this this whole thing. We're self-leveling. I can't just do, you know, small areas at a time. I need everything. And then they're like, all right, let me call them back. Let me, we'll figure this out. And it's, it's, you know, the GC communicating to me and then me communicating back to them that their plan wasn't going to work out, but us coming together and, and putting something else together that ends up working out great, especially like when we're working nights and it's like, I will, I would work 60 hours in four days rather than have the guys work Friday. Friday night, and they're, yeah, they're all about that. Too. That way they also don't have to be there on that Friday. So yes. I want to add to what, what, what Daniel said too, because you just made me realize something. And um, it's that communication, you know, they call and say, Hey, I'm going to have these guys here too. And you're like, no, because this is the process. And some of it might just be that they're just not educated. They don't understand the process. So I do explain it to them. They hold that in and, and they, they, they lock that in and, and they start understanding more of what we have to do and what we have to uh, go through. Um, and, and that helps build a better relationship for the future, which in turn causes less stress. Um, and if you were willing to work with them, uh, they'll know that as long as you don't let them abuse it, I think that 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 they'll always approach it. And then the next time they call, they're going to say, instead of say, hey, I have these people coming over, they call and say, hey, here's the scenario. What can we do? How can we work together to make this work? Because these people also need to get in there but they're also on a time crunch um, and, and availability. And, yeah, and, so it's, it's, it's like proper planning and communication to prevent future stress has been, everybody here has talked about that. Just, yeah. But that's the bottom line, like planning properly for your job, good communication about your processes and what you need prevents future stress. And then when you do get into stressful situations, I still want to go back to what Eduardo said. Remember, how can you make it a win-win? And that's similar to like keeping goals in your head. So I do like that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lock Go that ahead, Eduardo. Fixed. You're going to have to jump in there. Oh man, all... I'm too polite. I'm like a vampire. <laughs> I have to be let in. Uh, I, nobody's going to interrupt you, about... bro. You're wearing the best shirt on the podcast. Nobody's going to interrupt you. You start talking, <laughs> we'll shut up. Okay. No, I, I mean, I was, I, I wanted to bring up uh, when you guys start talking about, you know, having your team out on the field and you in the office, uh, it's either mental capital or physical capital that you're getting paid to expand. Cause this is my first time working in an office and I am, I don't know, at the end of the day, my brain's fried. So when I ride my home, my bike home, it's like, you know, rap music and podcasts, but um, it's just, it is capital, like thinking and creating ideas and working with other people is exhausting, you know? Um, so that's pretty important. And then the other thing is like, you got to steer the conversation when it comes to getting what you want. Like Paul said, if you're asking the right questions and, you know, and understanding that, uh, and this is something I just learned, voice inflection was a big reason why me and my wife were miscommunicating because I thought she had a tone. 
but it's just <laughs> I didn't understand how voice inflection works. So now I'm like yeah. listening to her, and she's a lot nicer. So <laughs> it's the same sentences, just said in a different way. You know what's funny? You talk about voice inflection, and that's one thing um, that I have that works for me and against me is everyone says that I'm very soft-spoken, right? Like people who have just me, oh, you're very soft-spoken, you're very polite. But my family, they say I'm just an a-hole. Like my delivery is dry, but I'm just an a-hole. And I'm like, man, like everybody says, what am I, soft-spoken or am I an a-hole? Like, no. So, sorry, I didn't want to cuss. So I said it like the, the elementary way there, the, the PG way. Well, um, so, so the the... The truth, if there is a truth in that, is probably somewhere in between there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I, and and I guess my facial expressions give it away. And, and and that's what people who don't know me don't understand my facial expressions. But my family, 100%, they do. They have, It's the eyebrows. I, I'm very, very expressive with the eyebrows there. <laughs> Eduardo, can you build a little bit of a scenario of a time when you've really been stressed out and what was the, what was the source of that stress? Like, Oh, I like it. I, I think I know That's this a good one. question. No, I was going to tell Daniel he's looking You're healthy, listening. so he doesn't look stressed, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have, it's a long story, but pretty much last year I was pushing something that I didn't believe in anymore. I guess it was just my ego for doing floors for so long but it, I wasn't happy about it or passionate about it. So I started learning because I got mentorship. Mentorship is important. Uh, when you realize like, oh crap, I'm doing this wrong. I should probably ask for help. And so the last seven, eight or eight months, we've been pregnant. Uh, we're having a kid. Uh, I think I closed on my business. I don't know, but I sold everything. I have a bicycle. I have two bicycles and I am happier than ever. I'm, I'm cycling work every day, but it's that stress that like, gets me up and gets me to work and puts in the effort because it's scary. The The reason I bring this up is uh, I'm not sure who did the exact experiment, but they had a mouse in a little tunnel and they would waft the smell of a cat behind it. And they had a little spring attached that would me measure the weight of, of the pressure pushing forward. Well, when they tried that, the mouse pushed, but then they added some cheese on the other end. So not only was the mouse running from something, it was pushing towards something. So it's that's that's kind of a, a like you know oversimplification of stress, and like you got to run faster than that cat towards something that you want, um, and that's that's how I'm using stress. Like I'm running and I'm going in a certain direction, and and uh, you know I can pull twice as hard as anybody, and you know I added discipline to that, and it's been working pretty well. So the the want for the 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 final outcome has got to outweigh the the dangers or the stress, so to speak, of uh, uh, that the outcome could potentially bring towards you. Yeah. So it's just that's, so that's the journey, man. That's the journey, right? You gotta love the journey. Yeah, but you got everyone's running from something, <laughs> you know. You know, maybe I cut off an old lady in traffic, and I was like, man, I feel bad about that in my <laughs> life. But you know, it's it's this that that multiplication that the leveraging of the, those stressors, the stress is good, but also wanting something on top of that. So you can't just be stressed out and hiding at home. You got to be outside <laughs> on the run doing something. Or, or yeah. says he thinks you're referring to Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's hey, him. Hey, well, it's interesting you because that's a common kind of, um, I run 
uh, quite a bit and runners like the community, which I'm not super involved with, but they say, you know, in your, in the back of your mind, you're either running towards something or running away from something. Mm. And it's unique that you're running, that you're, that both are occurring. Seems to me that when both are occurring, meaning just like your mouse uh, example, you're running away from something and running towards something that that could be pretty powerful if you get into stressful situations and you understand what you're running from and running towards. It's like you can move twice as fast. You even said that. So is that kind of the idea of the, the, so like if you have fear to add the, the positive to the thought process in your, when you're managing your state, do you think like, what am I moving towards? Which is kind of similar to the goal thing. Like yeah. remember your goals, but you also have this thing you're running from. So do you, when you are kind of stress, fleeing stress, are you also thinking that like, I need something positive in my horizon to be running towards, or is that even uh, cognizant? Yeah, you are, Eduardo. Uh, okay. Uh, so I wanted to bring that up. It's like, when you have nothing to lose, that is the best time to just go for it because you've got nothing. Like, what are they going to take from you? Like, you got yeah. nothing. So just that is when rich men are made, when they have nothing to lose. And rich men stay rich by preserving what they made when they when they made it. But, you know, that's how I feel like like you have to lower your your, your standard of living so, and, and detach yourself from from these things that we've been we've been raised through the American not to be political, but through the American education system to be, you know, manufacturing people standing in a line, buy credit, get in debt, get married, buy college. And so, you know, avoiding that is, is seen, you know, as a stigma, but all these people I know right here are incredibly intelligent and driven and disciplined. So, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of everything. I, I think you're making me think now too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ponder this mouse and this cat thing because the way you said it and what Paul just added to it just made me like, like it just, I just blew my own mind in the thought process is the, the fear of the cat. Is that pushing you harder than the want or need of the cheese? Like, yeah. like, I guess well, you could go pretty deep on this. They say in psychology, the fear response will always, you'll always do more out of fear than you will out of desire. Uh, everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants like, to have nice things and do these things. And, you know, most people, I should say. <clears throat> um, but if they got a bison chasing them, they'll, they'll get up off their ass and go do something. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's always your belief system and that can go super deep. But what I, what I think's kind of um, really interesting to this is, and Daniel, I'd love to like hear your 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 idea behind this. But if if Eduardo just you know man, talking about managing stress from a lifestyle level, he's talking about like lower your stress level overall by not obsessing over things, simplifying your life, and living within your means, and then you don't have to you know, skip out on dinner one night because you got a car payment or, you know, you can't buy your wife or girlfriend something nice because you got, you got the mortgage or the rent or the whatever. 
what's your guys' thought on like overall lifestyle management, living beneath your means, whatever that is. I mean, it's, it, that's an individualized comment, but yeah. What, what do you think of that approach? It, you, it is, you, but it isn't at the same time, because we've touched on this in, in previous podcasts too, where we say, you know, we pay ourselves a salary and the the business income is the business income and our income is, is our income. And that's how we, we kind of treat it. And that's because without separating the two, we know far too many people that live above their means because as soon as that money hits that bank account, it's my money. And, you know, got all this money to go to the casino this weekend, but then up oh, next weekend, can't pay my guys. Sorry, guys. So it's that that's, you know, like he said, you don't want to get too political, but it's kind of uh, America in a nutshell. It's you, you got to have that motivation to want to, actually do something so you put it in terms of um like working out a lot of people say well i can't work out because this is wrong or this is wrong but you know i'm i've I've been there i just fell off a ladder earlier and hurt my knee so (laughs) there goes uh my gym but i could still go to the gym and work on my upper body (laughs) right it's it's you gotta look at things in a different perspective it's not not I, i can't now it's I can't do this. It's well, now I just got to to switch my, my thinking on things and then figure out something else that I can do. Yeah. Do you guys think that, um, stress is compounding? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you have lifestyle stress and then you get into a situation on a project or out, you know, a work stress, pretty reasonable to say that if you've managed the other stressors in your life, financial stress is one of the, the greatest um, and, and hardest on people. If you've managed that correctly, are you, do you believe you're able to um, deal with situational stress better? Mm. That's I think that's hit or miss. I think that's going to be individualized, right? Like some people just don't care about financial stress because they don't care. They just like let it go and it doesn't bother them to not like to get things done. Some of those guys, I guess. Any they just I know some of those people, and I'll tell you that you know being uh, on the receiving side of them not caring about their commitments. It's not fun because then they put stress on me. But um, there's other ways of dealing with that. But it, as far as the compounding, you know, like the older you get, I think the easier it is to to handle and to separate, to find separation. Um, you know, when I was younger, the, the 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 stresses of at home and personal life were definitely brought to work with me, and then you would kind of hold that, and there would be triggers all day that would, would trigger that feeling and that, 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 that stress would be brought to the surface. Um, and you might be a little more touchy than normal with, with other things, with, with people and a little more short. Um, but as you get older, you, 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 you're able to, I don't want to say suppress it, but you're able to separate it. Right. Like you worry about it, but you know, like, like me and if me and you work together uh, tomorrow all, and I'm stressed about something at home. Um, and you know, I don't, I choose not to talk about it. I, now I'm able to separate that and we'll have a good day at work still. Right. But then 
on my downtime on my breaks, I'm going to be thinking about what I have to deal with later. So that way I'm mentally preparing myself for, for what's to come at home or, you know, with, with, with life in general. And, um, Again, shame on, on me if I'm not uh, willing to share that with close friends and try to find some kind of outlet. Um, and I know that's hard for some, still hard for me. But younger uh, me would definitely hold on to that and I would snap on people and be upset and it would definitely compound. And then someone like Daniel would be like, hey, dude, like, what's up, dude? Like, what's 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 wrong? I was going to say something now, I should have said what's wrong with you today? Like, Hey, you're just like extra today. Like what's wrong. And that's usually all it takes for someone to say, this is what's going on. And then they might have a solution or they might be able to pull you out of, out of that dark hole that you're in right now and, and bring you back. And, and, and then you just go, ah, so you feel a little bit better. It sounds like it, it, it does compound to some extent I, in my life. I've, I would say yes. If I'm as good as I feel like I've gotten at state management, um, there, I mean, I, when I was young with my ego and I had an explosive anger, like explosive, it was unmanageable. I'm really embarrassed about it as an older, um, older man now. I think two things happen as you get older, you get a little more wiser and you also, your ego starts to die a little bit, you know, your ego starts to take a second seat to your ambitions and your, your love for other people. Uh, that gets a little probably deeper than this conversation, but truth is, is that at the end of the day, um, ego starts to take a back, a, a back seat to other things that become more important. And um, yeah, yeah. I think the older we get, the easier it is to empathize with other people. So it makes it a lot easier to to get the attitude out of the way because it's not like, you know, it's all me. This is what I need all the time. It's uh, yeah. everyone has things going on in their, in their life. And then you have to realize that you're not the only one that's going through some stuff. So it's like, you know, what, what what's going on with you at the same time? Everyone needs someone to talk to. Well, yeah, giving a shit about other people will help you as well. Like pouring into other people a little bit, helping other people get through some tough stuff. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, I ain't got it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could be that guy. Um, and, and, you know, we touched on Simon Sinek uh, a, while, a while back, you know, a few episodes. And he says in, something that really resonates too. It's a, uh, you go to the library and they have all these self-help books, but they don't have a section that that's help other people. Good point. For the most part, anyway, there's probably a few scattered through there, but yeah. What do you think, Eduardo? So I'm going to start backwards because uh, he just mentioned the self-help and, and it's true. Like uh, you're not going to change somebody who doesn't want to change when it comes to stress. Uh, to me, I see it as pain. The only way to grow is through pain. And so now it makes sense. Like, you know, the concept of like, I can't give these people everything they need because it's not going to help them grow up as people. And that's part of growing up. Like now that you all have kids, I, I think you all have kids. <laughs> like 
you understand what it's like to love somebody else unconditionally because like man it feels good when my little girl's like whoa shoot you're back home i was like yeah like that's a good feeling so you know growing up is learning to love others more than yourself and you know that's part of the process yeah i know that it may seem like you know stress the topic is is uh this may not apply no this is exactly what like manages your overall stress level that leads to the health complications you talked about earlier it's hard to manage situational stress i guess was my kind of driving point here when everything Mm -hmm. else in your life is chaotic and stressful so work on the things you have control over so that when situational stress comes in that you a lot of times don't have control over whether it's car accident or you know you get you get something happens that's not really great but you got to deal with it um you're more equipped to deal with it if if you're the rest of your life is not just some stressful mess and that's yeah, financial sure. relationships business the whole works Besides learning how to deal with it internally, what does everybody do outside of internalizing and expressing emotions and and asking for help or trying to help others? Like, uh, you know, like I used to play ball quite a bit, right? That was my stress reliever, right? And then, I mean, it brought stress too, but but that was my outlet, right? That was my hobby. Like what what hobbies, uh, for me, the hobbies outside of work and outside of your at-home life um, help relieve some of that. Um, uh, you know, they, they, there's an old comedian who says, uh, that he, I don't remember who it was, but this is a joke from a very long time ago. It's like, oh, when I'm stressed out, I did, I bought a dog so that when I'm stressed out, I just come home and kick my dog. And, and that joke yeah. is stuck with me for a lot of years. And I don't think anybody talks like that anymore, but, um, like working on the yard, like, um, sports, uh, watching my kids play sports. That's a great stress reliever, but I get stressed while I'm doing it because I know that the potential you get stressed or you get anxious, anxious. Yes. There you go. But anxiety is, is a form of stress as well, but stress on you. Um, but those are, well, you got your, you got your positive stressors and your negative stressors, right? That's what we were talking about earlier, whether you're anxious to get to the cheese or, fearful to get away from the cat it's it you you have positive and negative i mean so it can be a positive thing that is like a stressful thing like good things can can be stressful doesn't mean that they're all negative and bad it's just you know overall um the ones that bother us the most are obviously the the negative sourced stressors one hundred percent. Jocelyn is actually listening, and she said, um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> "Trying to set herself up. You're mic'd for, up, bro. You're mic'd for up. everything with nutrition and putting time in for hobbies. Sometimes you'll find you can help other people when doing those things, and makes you know you know yourself feel good. So by actually relieving your own stress, you can relieve other people's stress as well. And I, I think you what? like." With my wife, I, I can see that because she goes to Fit Body Boot Camp at 5 a.m. and she's been going for years and they got like this whole thing going and there's people that come up to us, you know, we'll be, we'll go out to dinner somewhere and they'll be like, oh, that's, 
you know, and Tanya, I know you from Fit Body, and she's like, I've never met that person before in my life, but they'll tell her like your motivation, like just seeing you in there every day and her posts, it's like she's motivating other people without even knowing it. And that's just what she uses to relieve her stress. That's interesting. <clears throat> well, that's a question you posed, Jose. So what 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 do you do outside? Uh, you know, working out. I I personally fasting helps me a lot. Uh, something about me all you know not eating and my my brain dealing with that that keeps yeah. keeps my stress level down a little bit. Um, and you know I go I enjoy running. Um, so a lot of times I'm able to deal with that additional stress through physical stress. Yeah. No, I think uh, if I chime in real quick, uh, I think I'm not sure if Jocko Willink says it, but you know, he says slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yes. You have to slow down and think about it. And the, the kind of what I wanted to head toward was the conscientiousness of knowing like everybody here could be anxious, like our, our hearts beating. We don't know. I can't feel that, but you know, you can ask that. And the, the last thing I want to talk about is community. You need to find your people. Like there's a group for yeah. everything you can think of out there. And when you hang out with them, you feel like, wow, the room is shiny. These people get me, you know? So finding community on top of whether you find it at the gym or where you find it at, you know, in a meeting hall, like you just got to find a community to to hang out with. Yeah. Finding community is a great point as well as what you said earlier. I mean, I have mentors. I have some people that I can rely on to just kind of unload on. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, sometimes that's your wife, make sure you, you know how to do that one. Right. Gentlemen. Uh, but you know, having somebody that has your back and really is a cheerleader of you. That's what I've found in like this journey I've been on for 15 years of personal development and, and improving myself is, you know, getting around people that are your cheerleader and are not, are not in the background saying, Oh, he's, you know, just wants this or, you know, talking bad or something that truly celebrates your wins. And that a lot of time is a community that you join. And, you know, if you're imploring, it's one of the best communities you can be a part of right here. So. It is. It is. And you, you won't, wouldn't know that if you, if you don't start going somewhere and putting yourself in a position to be recognized and it, it, not recognition for, for what you feel is a success or what others view as success, just recognize as an individual period, just a name, a, shake someone's hand, meet someone new. You never know. You might meet someone that lives in Kansas that you just, you get along with really well. And every mm -hmm. time you talk, it's like you never missed a beat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, a lot of times we we don't think we have much to give as individuals. And we you do. You have more than you know. Sharing your story or talking to somebody, just saying some kind stuff to I don't care if it's a stranger or your wife can make someone else's day and you know, we talk about going to conventions and going to different um, you know, flooring shows or or shows in general that's kind of part of it like getting putting yourself out there a little bit and 
you do have a lot more to give than you'll do than you probably give yourself credit for. I'm still guilty of that sometimes. Like you you have some gifts that other people can can really benefit from if you'll put yourself out there a little bit. Um, yeah. I think that's what you were kind of alluding to there, Jose. And, you know, I got to meet Eduardo at a show. I've met you guys at shows. I mean, like going to and being part of the installation community that we're all passionate about and also want to improve. We we know the faults. We've talked about them on, we're in episode, what, 46? Is that right? 42? Yep. 46. 46 weeks straight wow. we've had this that's podcast, good. right? Straight, straight. Straight. <laughs> there, there, there was a couple of that we missed. So, 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 some emergencies and some like one uh, one technical difficulty week, uh, but yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, but yeah, just being part of a community that that will celebrate your wins uh, and staying away from the toxic stuff that you you see the toxic you see the good and bad on social media specifically when you get into the flooring groups and you'll see like the guys that are going to attack or say something negative or, you know, whatever, like they're, they're celebrating people's downfall as opposed to celebrating their, their, their wins. And so find people in your life that are going to celebrate your wins and be happy for you and truly be uh, like cheering you on to do, greater things and and taking the next step to improve yourself i like that yeah, the, i like the that. first um, time like i we actually met eduardo was at surfaces and he actually i think he like facebook messaged me or something he's like i have no idea where i am i'm supposed to be over here i was like bro i will <laughs> find you and they'll find him and his, his wife and like led him to where he was supposed to be and then brought her back to the pool because we were hanging out at, you know, having a pool day. First time I met Eduardo was in um uh FCICA. In FCICA, that's right. We we were in, in Tennessee. And I the first conversation I was supposed to have, like I started talking, I was like, hey, yeah, your brother Daniel preferred for you. And then Daniel told me when you meet Eduardo, tell him that I hate him. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's like, because he because he won the scholarship. I was supposed to win. Uh, yeah. I was like, there's more of them though. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think it. I ever relayed that that message. I just the, thought it was messed up. <laughs> I remember that. You you won it, right? And then the next year he won it. Yeah. <laughs> boo boo. You got skipped I mean, over twice. I skipped over twice. And then you know what? Hopefully CJ's listening because I did uh, they were emailing about you know more classes that are coming up and i was like you know i don't have time right now plus i'm banking on winning that scholarship (laughs) (laughs) well it's coming out we're nearing our end i i wanted to point out a few kind of uh trends in our conversation communication like bottling stuff up so communicate uh Proactive communication can help with stress, keeping it lower. Communication on expectations, right? Like, if you can't be there at 7, tell them between 7 and 7.30 so you got some cushion to manage that expectation. That's a simple version of it. But, like, so managing those expectations and communication. And then, you know, 
keeping top of mind what what the task at hand is. Let's say that it's kind of the goals. It's the win win piece. It's it's all that. Like, what's the task at hand? And and staying focused on that. Um, what other kind of trends you guys recognized in this conversation? Any um, others? Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. much what you just said there. They, I, I just have to agree with that. I mean, if you ask me to repeat it, I'm going to say it in a really, really long version. And I don't <laughs> have that time. Um, but I, you know, I will add this to it though. Um, so based on the conversation, I will say that it sounds like fear is the leading cause of success, but with the success, no matter what the success is in your mind, just be prepared for a little bit of stress and, and, and figure out a way to deal with it. So Fear leading causes success. With success, you're going to have stress. Growth through pain, I think Eduardo said, which is the very basic. I mean, if you work out, you you can't expect not to be sore. Like yeah. you're going to have pain, but that's creating the success you want. And then, you know, realize that stress is compounding, right? Like the more stress you are out about one thing, the more you're going to be stressed out about everything. So find that root cause and, and focus on, on one thing at a time. So that way you can start managing stuff. And I think a, a big part of that, especially for me was talking to someone about what I was stressed about. And, um, even, you know, my wife and I, she, she told me before she was like, you don't tell me anything. And it's like, you know what, I, I I have been pretty closed off and I, I'm not sharing it because it, it's like, to me, you know, just winning a project was just winning a project, but it's like, sometimes you got to celebrate those small wins and, and let people know, like, we got this one. Yeah. And, you know, That's just a good addition, celebrating the wins. Yep. Is that yeah. Anything to close out here, Eduardo? I see you taking notes and yeah. No, I don't. I'm. I'm. Yeah. That what I was gonna bring up is uh, the only time you can be brave is when you're scared. So like the fact that so many people go through their life in fear and don't do anything to change about it, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, the frog in the water. That that's compounding, compounding. You should realize you're boiling at some point and and just jump for it and go for it. Like I mentioned earlier in the station, like if you got nothing to lose then you got nothing to lose. So go for it. Yeah. Um, everybody's scared. <laughs> everybody's scared. Everybody's so, scared. You know, that's that new book you got to write. Everybody's, everybody's scared. scared. Like, instead of everybody <laughs> poops, everybody's scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like yeah. the, the fact that, you know, uh, this was on, have you guys ever seen, I'll close out, uh, try to make this quick so I don't like waste all the time, but have you seen, um, uh, Evan Almighty, it's the sequel to Bruce Almighty. Yeah. So at one point, Morgan Freeman, who's playing God in that movie, is sitting with Evan's wife, and he's been told to build this ark. And and he 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 says something to the extent that do you think when you pray to God for strength or for something that he just gives that to you or do you think he gives you a situation to exercise and get it better and so a lot of times what you perceive as bad is just a way for you to improve 
And yes. that's that progress through stress. Um, you know, a lot of times, whether you're God fearing or not, these situations come up and I thought it was just interesting how that was put. Like, do you think God like gives you, just gives you strength or gives you a situation where you can exercise your strength and, and make it stronger? Yep. That's where, um, the failure thing comes in, right? Like you can't yeah. learn without failing. Yeah. And we've said this before, like, you know, a rocket, our most sophisticated, uh, laser guided rockets are off course 90% of the time because the failure is what makes them sends them the, the feedback to make it correct. And it's always correcting until it hits its target. So oh, that's how we that can be as humans. Go ahead. R. R. For me. So I, I work at the a business assistance center here in Fort Worth. It's like a funded by the city, but the score office is right here. So like all the like SBA stuff is like, I, I, I play with their books right there looking at them, but on the board, it says fail is the first attempt in learning. So that, that really helped me a lot because if you're trying, you're going to fail. Everybody's going to fail. And you just, mm -hmm. just try again a different way, you know? So. Yeah. My first heat welded seam wasn't very good either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for the awesome conversation. We have ended or come to the end of our of our uh, podcast here. So I want to <laughs> appreciate Eduardo for and recognize him for coming on and dropping some stoic knowledge on us. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. And Daniel, Jose, thank you as always. You're a staple. I truly appreciate you guys. We all do. I know the community really enjoys uh, you know, consuming some of this content. So if you're on here, happen to be on YouTube or one of the uh, social medias, please drop a like, uh, you know, watch the videos, drop a comment, subscribe, Friend request, everything. Yeah, do yeah. it all. <laughs> Wherever you're consuming, uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, it helps us drive further conversation and future conversations to what the community and what the uh, audience is, is interested right. in. So... And if they got something that they need to talk about, let us know. Bring them on and start talking. Yeah. It's kind of a community-oriented podcast. So thank you guys again. Eduardo, you, sir, have a great day. You. you guys too. You. And we will catch you um, next week. Sounds good. Have a good one. Take thanks, All right. Thanks, guys.